rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, wait a minute. Where is it? What's up? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out and um, welcome to Tara Buster. This is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. And it's January 6th, so it's a reminder that we certainly need more of that decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. And oh, hello, Mark C. I see Mark on the Twitch stream. Mark says, pretty good vigil crowd for January 6th in Marco Island, Naples, Florida, slash Naples, Florida. Not everyone is enamored by DeSantis, thankfully. Well, that's good. And, you know, all right, let me, let me just do the plugs and we'll get right into the show. So um, this is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. We're an independent liberal, um, I don't know, show. We hang out. We are a community. We're a growing community. And if you want to join us, just come on over to YouTube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster and hang out with Richard W., who's the first one in the chat well after mark mark's on a different chat oh here's mark he's on youtube now nice to see you mark and we have a our uh, regular our regulars so uh, the show will start filling up the the chat room will start filling up so that's how it goes the problem with the show well it's not a problem it's a challenge right is that we don't have a daily show at a set time so it's hard to um you know for people to be able to know like okay now i'll i'm gonna tune in to tara buster or hang out with my tara buster community it's hard to do that when we're we don't really have a schedule a set schedule so that's the only reason i'm saying this is if you can become a patron and support the independent liberal media at patreon.com slash c for channel slash tarabuster and you will be cool you'll you'll be cool finally you can tell your friends i'm finally cool so um what else oh so we're on fyination.com another independent liberal station that you we should all support um and i do i have to say i do um what else Verdant Square Radio, Rockfin. All right, I'm, I'm a little bit scattered, so let's just get to let's just get to work, and all the the plugs will come. <sighs> Breathe. All right, so today's January sixth. It is the year. It's it's been a year since the insurrection, and I I remember it vividly, as probably you do as well. I was <laughs> I was actually standing in this very spot watching just had the corporate media on in the background listening to them discuss the election and um go through the ceremonial counting and certifying of well they're already certified they, it's a ceremonial um counting of the votes which doesn't matter because by the time they got these electoral votes got to dc for this ceremonial count they were already validated and certified. So it was mere formality. But the, the filthy fascists, and we have, a, we have a fascist insurgency in this country, and 
the the thing that gives me hope i do have some hope today and i'm i'm happy to share it with you because well we'll see how it lasts today um if you watch the mainstream media not just msnbc i was watching new york one earlier and the way they're framing this insurrection and Trump's involvement, the the the, the lies that are being spread, they're the, the excuse me, I don't know why I'm stuttering. The um, the mainstream media is uh, labeling it a fascist movement. I'm I'm hearing this. You've probably heard that as well. Now we know for years how the mainstream media and well just the establishment in general uh, uh, didn't would never say that the f word and they would um and in fact if you even suggested that the republican party in well like i say in every republican heart and every republican chest beats the heart of fascism if you even say that they would poo-poo you as um, breaking Godwin's law, which is a bullshit, um, it's not a law, it's some internet thing that happened years ago when, um, I think it was when, if you're in an argument online, it's only a matter of time before somebody mentions Hitler, and then they automatically lose the argument, supposedly. That's how it goes. And I always... Well, I always found that to be dangerous because, and also um, disrespectful, frankly, to everyone who suffered and died under fascist rule in the 20th century. The 20th century was a bloody, was the, was the world's most bloodiest century. How many world wars and uh, millions had to die because of fascism, because of uh, a fascist movement in a democratic system that took over from within. This is how f how governments fall. The thing that, well, dem democracies fall. The thing that gives me hope is that when the corporate media is mentioning it and and labeling it accurately, we, we, we're already well into the coup. The fascist coup that's for sure and um we're it's to the point where it can't be denied so oh thank you richard for your super chat <laughs> another great show tara yeah i look a little raggy tonight you know i'm looking at myself i'm not pleased with the with the outcome but it's my body dysmorphic disorder but i also i'm not feeling well i told you guys i'm not i'm not 100 percent, but i'm a little better because I did go to the doctor and I got my blood work done and all that. And um, I do have something wrong with me. I have, well, they said a couple of things. I have fibromyalgia. Have you seen the commercials? Um, it's probably completely stress-related. That's what was making me, um, what was causing me to be in pain. Because what, what, was, what was happening was that I was... Um, I was feeling sore. My muscles were sore and I wasn't going to the gym and working out to make them sore. So it was just that they were sore from doing nothing. And yeah, whatever. 
Am I sharing too much TMI? Let me see. What is fibromyalgia? Is a condition that causes pain all over the body? Doesn't that suck? Sleep problems? Yeah. Fatigue? Yeah. Emotional and mental distress? Hello. This is Tara Buster. People with fibromyalgia may be more sensitive to pain, which that's actually not true because I am, I have been told by numerous doctors that I have a high threshold for pain. But you know what I think that is? It's because I, there's also this, it's disconnection. I have kind of a disconnection between my brain and my body. And I think sometimes if I'm feeling sick, I'll think you're just being lazy. You know, I'll tell myself, get up and you're not sick. You're just being lazy. For example, one time I was um, going to the gym. I was saying, I'm getting up and going to the gym. So I woke up to go to the gym and I wasn't feeling well. And, but the other side of my brain was saying, you're just being lazy, go. And when I got to the gym, I was on, I was about to open the door and I puked, uh, projectile vomit. (laughs) So I was sick and I was, I'm just like out of touch with my body. But I also think it's, you know, being kind of hard on myself and living in this this country too, because we cannot afford to get sick. And I have a resentment against this country, as you know, because of it, because we're the only country, the only developed nation that doesn't have universal health care. And this is uh, this is terrible and a disgrace, and something that needs to be resolved if we want to unify this country. That's we have to push for this first, save democracy, of course, because that that really has to be the primary mission right now to ensure that Republicans can complete the coup and um, succeed in their dirty tricks. (sighs) Let me see what's going on in the chat. Where is everybody? Where is everybody tonight? This is the way it's going to be on Thursdays? No, it's okay. We didn't do a show yesterday because Mark was um, doing his first live show, his first Shaping Progress. And the link is in the description. If you haven't if you haven't joined and subscribed yet, please do so. Because Mark, not Mark C, who Mark is also amazing. Mark C is amazing. There's a lot of Marks here. But Mark M., our millennial correspondent, is an amazing young man who, like us, and well, like most of us, like myself, born in this effed up, kiss up, kick down United States of serfs and lords, and trying to make it better, trying to make it live up not only to the promises, but in, um, live up to uh, the people. We don't, we don't deserve to be treated like nothing but hosts from which to suck profit and discard. All right. That's another, another thing. So let me, you know, what I want to talk about tonight is the historical, I guess, similarities between what's going on in this country and what, what we saw, what, um, I didn't see it with my own eyes, but what happened in Germany. 
in the, in the prior century. And it's really the, the, the lessons of the time. If we don't learn these lessons, then everyone who lost their life under fascism in the prior century, were um, they died in vain. So fascism, yet again, is, has reared its disgusting head. It's filthy, greed-centered, kiss-up, kick-down, I got mine, sucks to be you, divide and conquer, head. And I wanted to um, remind everybody that, well, as far as Godwin's law is concerned, or whatever the hell that is, we have an obligation, I believe, to be hypersensitive to fascism, to, to not let it take root in any way, shape, or form. So when a con man comes down an escalator calling Mexicans rapists, then we should have, or the majority of Americans, not, and, and the corporate media too, should have reported it as the fascist asshole that he is. That in all throughout history, fascist autocrats, they divide and conquer along racial lines especially, but every, every fissure of disunity is exploited. So, but they can't do it alone. The thing that we have to be hypervigilant about is um, the right-wingers in this country and, um, and the big business who will happily collude with um, any fascist autocrat. They don't give a shit about freedom and mom and apple pie. Look at the way these big tech and uh, these social media platforms, how they adjust their settings depending on whatever country they're in. They will, they will um, oblige the uh, resident dictator in suppressing free speech for, uh, for the people um, and, and not allowing their people to have access to... Um, to things that they don't want them to have access to. What the fuck is that? Right? And because it's all about money when it comes down to it. It always has been. That's why we have to elevate the, as many Ameri of the American people who are, are reachable. Not that 35% of autocrats, or not autocrats, well, these are authoritarian followers. It's, a, it's an authoritarian personality. The, that's why Trump's approval rating never went below 35%, because they, will, they, they want their dim leader. They want the dim Fuhrer to, they want to beg him for a trickle. As long as he saves them from the scary, complex world of others who don't know their place. That's what it's about. Republicans are um, fear-based, and everything is about that. They tickle those fear, the, the, that easily tickled fear funny bone that they all have. And um, then they set them loose, and we all have to deal with them. I'm sick of it. It was uh, really nice to see Joe Biden give the speech that he should have given, that all of the Democrats should have given. Get angry. Call them out. Don't beg a friggin' fascist to, to play nice. They, they only consider that weakness. And they consider democracy weakness. 
That's what Steve Bannon is. He is a filthy, disgusting fascist, literally and figuratively. He's vile. And he's going all over the world fomenting fascist coups. That's a sick fucking waste of human DNA. That's a sick person. He's very sick. Look at him. All you got to do is look at him to know he's not a well person. And he's spiritually sick, worst of all. And he's trying to ensure that we're all on his level. They want to drag us down to their spiritual sickness and rather than, you know, evolve. Get the help you need. Get help, Steve Bannon. You're a sick, you're a sick person. I mean, I don't even want to call you a person. What's the word for someone who hates America that much? Who hates democracy? It's really about sharing. That's what it comes down to. They don't want to share civilization with people who have darker pigment it comes down to that and anybody else that's why everything is negative you notice how all they do is exploit the fissures of disunity but and you also notice how um how how quickly the right-wingers in this country went along just went along and that's what always happens and I, I really believe that every American and anyone, anyone, everyone should learn the history of what happened in Nazi Germany. How did the Nazis take power? People don't know that. I, when I was young, I didn't know that Hitler took power legally, not peacefully, that's for sure. Same thing that the Republicans are doing, the intimidation, the threats of violence, and not only threats, the carrying it out. This is exactly right out of the fascist playbook. They can't help it. It's who they are. And just like in Nazi Germany, they find many willing co-conspirators. Sean Hannity, the Fox News, you know, cesspool, um, any, uh, OAN, all of the propaganda channels. Do you don't think that the people who work there know that Trump is a liar and spreading a big lie to destroy democracy because he, he can't let go of power. It's too embarrassing for him because, I mean, uh, Thomas Jefferson was able to relinquish power peacefully. Not Trump though, right? He's better. He's better than us. Ugh. But in every fascist state, they will the fascists will find willing co-conspirators in the right wing. Okay? That's the way it is. And let me read this. Hold on, where is it? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Why can't I find... Wait, hold on. There's so many things to talk about, too. I'm looking in the wrong date. Hmm. Hold on. All right, listen to, listen to the music for a second. And welcome, everybody. I see you guys. I see River in the chat and Mark C., and Richard W., of course, thank you. 
and Winston, and who else is here? Merrily, nice to see you. Nice to see you guys. Thank you, JD. Still far too soft on the Republican seditious people. It's true, JD. Absolutely. Let me see. Right wing. I had this great article. Why can't I find it? Because that's the way it goes. Here we go. Got it. This is what we have to call these Republicans out and all of their enablers. All right. This is from a website uh, called The Holocaust Explained. And it's part of a segment called The Nazi Rise to Power. In the nine years between 1924 and 1935, the Nazi party transformed from a small, violent, revolutionary party to the largest elected party in the Reichstag. And here we go. Whilst hist while Hitler was in prison, following the Munich Putsch in 1923, Alfred Rosenberg took over as temporary leader of the Nazi party. Rosenberg was an ineffective leader and the party became divided over key issues. The failure of the Putsch had shown Hitler that he would not be able to take power by force. Hitler therefore decided to change tactics and instead focus on winning support for his party democratically and be, then being elected into power. And it was all uh, a ruse. It's a scam. Hitler believed in democracy like Kim Jong-un does, like Twitler does. Please. That's why I, we, everybody know, who knows him hates him. Look at Michael Cohen, just what he said during his testimony in front of Congress. If Trump loses the election, there will not be a peaceful transfer of power. And here we are. And, and the Republicans fall in line. Just like all of the right-wingers in Nazi Germany fell in line. Because if you're in a, if, if, this is, if you're a right-winger, they see an opportunity. This is exactly what happened in every state that the Nazis invaded. They found willing collaborators and they were in the conservative the conservatives so because they were all, they have the same agenda ultimately so what if uh, you have to kill 55 to 85 million people who cares that's the way that the republicans in this country consider it too since they are they really are a minority party They've received fewer votes, they represent fewer people, and they, they well, isn't that enough? And they have a, a, an ideology that is rejected by the majority. So the article continues, following his release from prison in, um, in December of 1924, Hitler convinced the chancellor of Bavaria to remove the ban on the Nazi party. So all the while schmoozing. Meanwhile, you know, in the circles of the political elite, he, Hitler was, he was being groomed. And they actually went through different uh, outfits. What, what would be better? Should he wear Leiden? What is that, Leidenhosen? Should he wear a military uniform? Should he wear a suit? What's the appropriate thing to give the impression 
that, um, you know, he's uh, a man of the people. So in February of 1926, Hitler organized the Bamberg Conference. Hitler wanted to reunify the party and set out a plan for the next few years. While some small differences remained, Hitler was largely successful in reuniting the socialist and nationalist sides of the party, which they're not, they weren't socialists. The Hitler, Hitler was a, well, definitely not a democratic socialist because the social democrats were one of the targets of Nazi oppression. It was one of the parties that were, were disbanded and um, during the, the Night of the Long Knives, where over 5,000 people were arrested in one night, um, yeah, part of these uh, opposing parties under the guise that uh, they were, you know, in a crisis. That, they, that the Reichstag had been burned down and... We had to get to the bottom of it. And you have to realize at the time that Hitler went around arresting, arresting the communist leaders, arresting the social democrats, that they were in the middle of an election at that time. So that's how much Hitler had, um, you know, how he, uh, he loved democracy. It was, it was a scam, just like Trump. Just like the Republicans. That's why they pack the courts. That's why they follow the Nazi playbook. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. They know that. I mean, well, Trump is the laziest bastard going. He could never come up with a, with a plot. Because he, he sucks. He has to re recycle old plots. Just like he has to recycle old multi-level marketing scams. Everything is, he's, he's just a bore. Oh, the other thing that makes me sick was um, I was reading a, there's a movie called The Trump Prophecy. Have you heard of this? I wanted to vomit when I saw it. And it's all about how a firefighter went to, he was in a fire in a, in a, uh, in a crack house, of course. Probably was stoking some, um, you know, fear of others somehow. And there, a child died in a crack house and he got very upset and he started to have flashbacks and PTSD. And then in one of her, his PTSD sessions or when he was having a bad day, his wife prayed, God, please deliver my husband from his torment. And God responded by giving this man the prophecy to know that he, to, to, to tell everybody that God wanted Trump to be elected. <laughs> Can you fucking believe this shit? It reminds me of the Nazis. They walked around with belt buckles saying, Gott mit uns. God is with us. They always have cling to God for their for, for their uh, inhumane it's an excuse right it's, you don't have to blame them blame the sky spook alright so in February 1920 oh I read that in the same year Hitler reconstructed uh, the Nazi party first he made um, he adopted a new framework which divided Germany into regions 
All right. The Nazis also established new groups for different professors, for for children, doctors, and lawyers. They all had to follow uh, the Nazi playbook. The end. I mean, this is a this was the brainwashing of an entire civilization, and people go along because they're afraid. Either you get the f out when you could, when get out when the getting's good. If you could have, because at the time you they wouldn't even let them leave. If you if the Jews were being targeted, they could not leave Germany even if they wanted to. They wouldn't they wouldn't let them and. They would um, also wanted them to relinquish all their worldly goods. So if people were able to escape, they escape with nothing. Because the Nazis are disgusting, of course, like every um, fascist. All right. Where is it? The Nazis also established new groups for different... Prof- uh, I read this. What the hell? That's why I need a producer. These political changes changed the Nazi party from a parliamentary organization focused on overthrowing the republic by force by one focused on gaining power through elections and popular support. So the Nazi party's parliamentary organization, um, more commonly known as the SA, was formed in 1921, and they were known as the Brown Shirts. If Hitler... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Initially, most members were ex-soldiers or unemployed losers. Not that you, unemployed makes you a loser, but it, it does when, you, when you're unemployed and you run into the arms of Nazis. You're a loser. Violent and often disorderly, the SA were primarily responsible for the protection of leading Nazis and disrupting other political opponents' meetings because that's what they do. When you're not, when you hate democracy, that's what you do. And that's what the Republicans do. This is what they all do. What's, what's the, remember the Biden bus when they were, when they tried to run Biden's campaign bus off the road? That's a Nazi tactic. And what happened? What did Marco Rubio say at the time? Oh, that's the way we are here. (laughs) I love them in Texas. Good going, or whatever he said. It was condoned. They think that's funny. They, I mean, this is fascism, guys. There's no getting around it. They are a fascist cult, and it's sick. And they're making movies that say God wants Trump to be the president. Why? He wants, I mean, if that's your, if you have a God... That is so sick that he wants a con man to destroy a democracy despite receiving fewer votes. You have a very sick and puny God. And you really need to evaluate that. Mm-mm-mm. All right, let me get to the role of, the, of economic and spill. Where is this? While the Nazis' um, actions such as... Par- Propaganda certainly played a role in their rise to power. The economic and political failure of the Weimar Republic was also a key factor. Hold on a second. Conservative elite. All 
Here we go. The conservative elite were the old ruling class and new business class in Weimar, Germany. Throughout the 20s, they became increasingly frustrated with the Weimar Republic, continuing economic and political instability, their lack of real p power, and the rise of communism. You see, because the, the Communist Party was, I'm not sure, I think it was either the largest political party in Germany at the time, or it was the second largest. It was, but it was the only real rival to the Nazis at the time. And big business, they don't want the, the communists or the social democrats because they're left-wingers. They might actually, uh, they might cut into the profits of the 1%. And that's what it's about, which is why the American Nazis found common cause with these freaks. And why, um, what, Prescott Bush? George Bush's grandpappy was cited under the Trading with the Enemies Act because they don't care about democracy. They want money. And see, these systems of government are for the, 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 the sheeple, the dupes. And they don't like democracy because it gives too much say to the dupes. You know, they might do something and the dupes will rise up and vote no. And they can't have that. So they'd rather, you know, destroy it. And this is exactly, it's ha it happened before. It's, it's happening now. Whether they're successful or not, more will be revealed. So um, where is it? Uh, yeah, they believe that the return to authoritarian rule was the only stable future in which they could protect their power and money. This is the conservative elite in, uh, in Nazi Germany. The first move towards their desired authoritarian rule was Hindenburg's increasing use of Article 48. Between 1925 and 1931, Article 48 was used a total 16 times. In 1931 alone, this rose to 42 um, uses in comparison to only 35 Reichstag laws being passed in the same year. Let me see. Article 48. Where is it? To explain. And thank you, JD, for your super chat. That helps and keeps us going and growing. Let me see. Article 48 allowed the president to suspend civil rights and operate independently in an emergency. And that's how it goes. But the emergency never ends. So the conservative elite's second move towards authoritarian rule was helping the Nazi party gain power. They actually thought that they could, they could use the Nazi, to, the Nazi party to um, keep, get the dupes under control. And uh, then they can, then they could in turn control the Nazis. But yeah, that didn't happen. So yes, uh, move towards authoritarian rule was to help the Nazi Party gain power. The conservative elite and the Nazi Party had a common enemy: the left. Does this sound familiar? I mean, we're living through it except uh, there's, I mean, it's, they're not, 
getting away with it yet, and it's it's being called out. So let's hope. As Hitler controlled the mass masses' support for the political right, the conservative elite believed that they could use Hitler and his popular support to democratically, quote-unquote, take power. And once in power, Hitler could de then destroy the political left. Destroying the left would help to remove the, ma the majority of political opponents in the, to the right wing, you know, putsch, basically. Once Hitler had removed the left-wing socialist opposition and destroyed the Weimar Republic, the conservative elite thought they would be able to replace Hitler and appoint a leader of their choice. Isn't that what the, the Nazis, our American Nazis, thought? That they could control Trump? We know that that's what they thought. But I'm out. I keep seeing that clip all day. They're playing the comparisons of what the the American Nazis said after, right, directly after, on the day of January 6th, where they're like, I'm out of here. I'm not. I'm good. We got enough. I've had enough fascism. I, it was great while it lasted. Now we went too far. But then... He reeled it back in and realized, whoa, 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 hey, 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 I'm a Nazi. Hey, what am I going to do? I'll sell out my, my country. I'll sell out democracy, and, and I'll spit on the grave of everyone who ever died for democracy. This is why it's so offensive on top of everything else, because we fought, bled, and died for this thing, and we're trying to make it function for everybody. Do we have the, do we have the guts to do it? The Republicans don't because they don't have the maturity. This is what it's about. They don't want to share with people with darker pigment. That's what it's about. They cannot. They just can't. They don't want to they don't want to evolve. They don't want to look at themselves. I mean, imagine this, these are people that they, they claim to to love America, but hate just about everybody in it. It's unreal. And and you know what? Here, wait. That was annoying. Yesterday, I saw this tweet from Eric Swalwell, and he posted someone who was messaging him, I guess, on Facebook, and calling him a traitor. Let me see. Eric Swalwell. And he, and Eric Swawa posted it, posted this guy, and that's what should happen. Name them and shame them. He posted the guy's message in full context and said, does anybody know this guy? Um, perhaps he needs a visit from the Secret Service or some, or, or law enforcement. And then, so then the guy said, um, he's sorry, right? He, he apologized, but not really. Where is it? Hmm. Eric Schwalwell. I have to find it. I wish I had a producer. <laughs> Don't you? Hmm. I'll find it after. This is why, you know, what are you going to do? If you can't find it, well, because, let me just 
talk about it from memory. The guy said, I wasn't threatening you. I'm only paraphrasing. Of course he was. He said, I, I like to meet you in a dark alley and, you know, take care of you and you're a traitor. And and then when he was called out, named and shamed, the guy was like, oh, I didn't do it. I, I, I didn't mean it. I wasn't threatening. I was just trying to have a debate, a conversation where I said, I'll meet you in a dark alley and kick your ass. And you're a traitor. That's the other thing. You're a traitor, and I, and and God help you if I I find you in an alley or something. It's like party of personal responsibility. And then he Eric Swalwell. He um he reposts the guy's comment saying I respect his him for apologizing, but he didn't apologize. He's and then in his little um party of personal responsibility taking no responsibility diatribe he also said i just wanted to find out why you hate america so much this is an apology i i just wanted to know i wasn't trying to be threatening why do you hate america so much this is the greatest country on earth this is what the guy says and eric swalwell says that's an acceptable apology is this is all because this is all we can expect from republicans you know that's it that's the best you get that's what passes for an apology in republican fascist bizarro world unreal right i, I that's an apology is anybody else sick of coddling these filthy fascists does it get us anywhere? Do they ever grow up? Do they ever change? They can't, they, they can't even, they can't look at themselves. Because what would they do? You know, that might require some adulting. They might have to, you know, uh, evolve a little bit. Now, it's better for them because they're babies. They want everybody else to do the hard work of... Um, having to i guess we have to work on ourselves to be to be uh, emotionally prepared to share the same air with these assholes and we all have to we rise above you know we well well that's just them that's the way they are he apologized i wish i could find it it's so annoying i need a producer who wants to be the producer? Hookies Mama Irene, thank you for your super chat. Let's keep on forward progress. Absolutely. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And thank you, JD, for your super chat and pounds, you lucky bastard. And thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Wait, hold on. I've got to push another button. Eric Swalwell. Hmm. Let me see what comes up. Eric Swallow tweet? Threat? Oh, here we go. This is it. This is the... Let me show you what I'm looking at. Hmm. 
Oh yes, hope traitor. Hopefully you get hung one day. Traitor. You should be shot. But that was a, that wasn't the same guy. I mean, he must be getting death threats up the wazoo. That's a different one. That's a different threat. Crazy, right? This is what they do. You know, they don't go online and try to learn anything. I mean, you have a whole window into the world. You could read the classics. You could explore ancient ruins. I mean, you could, you could get lost learning things about this crazy, complex world and this amazing world. And what do they do? They go on Twitter and say, Traitor! They, all of the, the, the surfing of the web that they do, you think they would figure out how to spell Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. But no. I wish I fucking... What the hell? These people are... I mean, it's just unreal. Tucker Carlson is at it. All right, whatever, I can't find it. And everybody's tuning out. All right, well, you get the point. The point is is that we we really do let these pricks get away with everything. It's like they're they're allowed to receive fewer votes and still hold power, right? They're allowed to get away with their packing the court violating norms. This is how democracies die. Well, let me show you an example. In fact, from Nazi Germany, this really struck me. And if you have a chance, you guys, there's, where is this? Um, I saw it. There's a very good documentary about the Nazi rise to power that is, it goes a little bit more in depth. It was on PBS. I think it's called the Nazis rise to power, actually. Let me see. There's only three episodes. Nazi. I suggest everybody watch it. And yeah, it's that's what it is. It's called the Nazi rise to power. It was made in 2019. And they, they reference what's going on here. And also the authoritarian um, countries, the countries that are falling to authoritarianism now, how they are, those autocracies are on the rise. But, and I mean, like I said, they're following the Nazi playbook. And here, where is it? I know, I should be more prepared. I am prepared. Why am I arguing with myself? I prepare, okay? You can't, you can't do a show if you don't prepare. Except when I prepare, uh, then I lose track of things because I'm trying to talk and find shit and also simultaneously self-criticizing myself the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Oh, here we go. I'll, I'll just play it off of my screen. 
this reminded me of what's going on here. It's just a short clip. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This is from the, the they. I don't want to play too much of it because they'll give me a a copyright strike, and they'll also shut down the they'll they'll shut the stream down. That's what they'll do. We've had that happen before. So, here we go. This is part of the first step in the Nazi rise to power was when they they took over. They they dissolved the government. They were able to um, to really kick the legs out of the opposition who was in power at the time, and the Nazis were trying to, to, um, to gain power, but here's how they did it. And in a moment captured in this photograph, when Papen tries to get the speaker's attention to dissolve the Reichstag, Goering looks the other way, and instead calls a vote of no confidence in Papen's government. what he did he looked the other way he violated a norm he pretended not to see the the party that were they were trying to stop the nazis from their their coup from consolidating power by they were they were going to just dissolve this particular parliament and reconvene yet what happened the nazis they knew you know they, they have no shame. They're not playing by the rules. Just pretend you don't see them. Pretend you don't hear them. And carry on with your coup. That's what the Republicans do. I remember even during George W. Bush, remember there was, there was one thing, well, it was there um, when they would do voice votes and clearly and the republicans were in charge of these votes that were going on and it, it, they were clearly not um winning and they were simply recording the votes the way they wanted them to re wanted the votes to go so the democrats were in the voice vote they were clearly more <laughs> in the majority and um the Republicans say, oh, votes for, you know, whatever, for the Republicans. And the Democratic side was like, what? They freak out. There's all this outrage. But what happens? Nothing. They're allowed to get away with the coup. They're just allowed to get away with it. That's what's going on with the Supreme Court and all the other courts that they've corrupted. They corrupt the courts, and we just go along and say, oh, well, Kavanaugh is, the, is uh, justice, and Amy Coney Barrett, she couldn't wait till R RGBs, RBG, or whatever, um, she couldn't wait till her predecessor was even in the ground. Unfucking real There's another clip from that I wanted to show. Where is it? Oh, oh, you know what? Here it is. I'll show you this. Wait. 
So a lot of footage, of course, we've been watching the clips from the insurrection and um, from January 6th last year. Okay, well, let me just finish this one, this last uh, paragraph in the article about the elites siding with Hitler and aiding the Nazi rise to power. The conservative elite, their second move towards authoritarian rule was to help the Nazi party gain power. As Hitler controlled the masses, and um, the conservative elite believed that they could use Hitler and his popular support to take power. Once in power, Hitler could destroy the left with their full blessing and then consolidate majority rule for the right-wing conservative elite. Once Hitler had removed the left-wing socialist opposition and destroyed the Weimar Republic, the conservative elite thought that they can replace him and appoint a leader of their choice. As Hitler, um, as his votes dwindled in the 1932 elections, the conservative elite knew that if they wanted to use Hitler and Nazis to destroy the political left, they had to act quickly and get Hitler appointed as chancellor. Von Papen and Oscar von Hindenburg, who, as uh, Christopher Browning, World War II historian, calls Christopher Browning, uh, well, not, not Chris, his name is Christopher Browning, he calls Mitch McConnell the gravedigger of American democracy, like Hindenburg was the gravedigger of the Weimar Republic. And it's because he was a conservative. That's the other thing. They didn't want any left-wingers getting power. So all of the even the moderate conservative voices in the in the in their Reichstag were on board with this coup, and that, this is what's happening here. So von Papen and, and Hindenburg met secretly and backed Hitler to become chancellor. The group, a group of important industrialists, including Heimar Schnack and Gustav Krupp also wrote outlining their support of Hitler. You know, rich people like, yeah, we like this Hitler guy. He keeps the, the plebs in their place. He busted up the unions. He hates unions. He hates working people. He, the people need to just shut their faces and go to work for the state and never, ever complain. That's it. That's what they want. Nice and controlled. Not, none of this democracy or you know, power to the people or law. Who needs friggin' laws? We gotta make money. That's how it dies. When you have, when greed is the only value. I don't know. We, we certainly are suffering from that here. The support of these figures was vital in Hindenburg's decision to appoint Hitler. So when the rich were like, yeah, let's give us this Hitler guy. He'll, he'll get rid of the unions and whatnot. Um, Hindenburg acquiesced, just like Mitch McConnell, Moscow Mitch. The conservative elite soon realized that they had miscalculated <laughs> as far as Hitler is concerned. Despite the party structure and reorganization of the SA and the initial developments of their propaganda under Joseph Goebbels, the Nazi party gained very little in the 1928 elections, and that's because the economy was working. People were, it was actually, um, there was a, an infusion of cash. It was right before the Great Depression, and people were 
you know, they didn't want to hear this bullshit nonsense about, oh, it's the Jews. You know, the Jews are rapists, and um, I guess some of them are good people. What, what, does that sound familiar? The following year, however, the Wall Street crash and the resulting economic and political instability swung the conservative elite and electorate in their favor. Goebbels' carefully tailored propaganda slowly became more considerably more attractive. In 1930, the Nazis attracted eight times more votes than in 1928, and they managed to secure 18.3% of the vote. And the continuing failure of the government to stabilize the situation only increased the Nazis' popularity. In February, Hitler ran against Hindenburg to become president. February 1932, Goebbels' propaganda campaign presented Hitler as a new, dynamic, and modern leader for Germany. To emphasize this point, Hitler flew from venue to venue, and that's what made him seem like a modern, young person, a whippersnapper. He's going to make Germany great again. Following another Reichstag election in 1932, the Nazis became the largest party with 230 seats, which was still only 37% of the vote. Right? The rule of the tyrannical minority. When you, when you hate democracy and you're, you're sick, you're, you're so sick, you're just a sick, twisted, spiritually sick human being. Waste of human DNA. That's, that's Trump. Anybody spiritually sick, it's him. And his entire crime family. But it took the economic and political instability with two more chancellors failing to stabilize this situation to worsen and the support of the conservative elite to convince Hindenburg to appoint Hitler. And he was sworn in as chancellor on January 30th. 1933 and the Nazis were now in power they had to play it a little um, close to the vest but it didn't last long um, within months that we there were that we had the Reichstag fire and that was that and that was the excuse they needed to consolidate power and make Hitler the dictator it was all to make you know for safety of course you had to arrest every other political party you know for safety and of course the the propaganda mills no matter the reality spewed this bullshit constantly no matter what and there were opposing papers and media at the time and well uh, we know how that didn't last long because they were supposed to, the German people at the time, I guess, were supposed to take the lies of the Nazis and read uh, the truth in a newspaper and decipher which is, which is real and not, and which is false. Like, you know, it's like these QAnon morons. <sighs> They're idiots. So here's another thing. So today when um, watching all the clips, another some more footage of the riot well the insurrection was posted by LA Weekly a photographer had his GoPro on a helmet 
and they posted the video. Let me play some of it. President Trump's rally at the Ellipse. I had walked down the National Mall from the U.S. Capitol and was taken aback by the size of the crowd. It was jarring to say the least because it had been the most amount of people that I had seen gathered together in one place since the start of the pandemic. You could definitely feel the tension in the air throughout the entire rally. Many people were chanting about how the election was stolen, saying how they wanted to march on the Capitol to um, voice their displeasure, which they obviously did. <laughs> displeasure. We are here to voice our displeasure. Okay, I just want to show you, where is it? Oh, he, look at this! He's got a statue of the Virgin Mary, that guy. I missed it. Oh, man. These are real sick bastards. It's about the French flag, I guess. Uh, the French Revolution? Is that supposed to be? Oh, yeah. You see it here, what they're chanting. Who's our president? Trump! Who's our president? Trump! Because you're not small-D Democrats. You're goddamn fascists. And you're too stupid to realize it. Disgrace. What a friggin' disgrace. looking for it. Listen to these assholes. We want Trump! We want Trump! We want Trump! Well, you can go for, uh, maybe beg him for a trickle. more dangerous than uh what did uh, mlk say sincere stupidity well this also reminded me of the nazis republicans are so they, they are nazis they don't even realize it they can't help it here here's their historical kissing cousins less than three weeks later the nazis pushed the enabling act through Parliament. This is from that same documentary. A law that suspends democracy, allowing Hitler to govern 
without needing approval from Parliament. And you know what happens next? What are they doing? Oh, they're singing the German national anthem. After they voted to give Hitler all the power he could ever want to destroy um, eight. How many people died in World War II? I think it's 85 million. disgusting they're not patriots and that's why on this show we're taking back patriotism and i'm glad that i i keep hearing other when i listen to other shows and i hear other people to, um calling into other shows i feel like what we're talking about here is catching on i don't know you know it's a very small world in the liberal world right so i just uh, i hope and I hope this is a thought virus that that catches on, that um, they're not patriots. Just because you can you sing the national anthem as you're storming the Capitol to stop democracy, to stop the peaceful transfer of power, to embarrass us on the international stage, to please all of the autocrats that Hitler uh, and Twitler, excuse me, always wanted to impress. Because that's, that's the real problem, that we, that democracy, this is why democracy is hanging by a thread here, because this asshole, Twitler, he, he cannot, he's not man enough to, um, to take a friggin' defeat like a man. And I don't even, I don't want to insult men to say that. To call him a man is to honor him. He's not a man. He's a, he's a monster. He's a freak, a freak of nature, like a greed-centered parasite. This is, this is, he's a cancer cell. That's it. He is a cancer cell that is sucking up all of the life out of this country. My God. Oh, I can't wait till he croaks, man. I know this is, you're not supposed to say this. We're having a party that, when that happens. Oh, so classy. I remember when, when Margaret Thatcher died, all of the right-wingers were like, oh, so classy. Because the liberals were um, in England were celebrating. Well, she destroyed the, the labor force, well, the working class. She's disgusting, like the rest of them. So... So disgusting, aren't they? Let me see what's going on here. Hold on. Oh, man. We got some people in the chat room. Who is this person that you had to delete? We're getting these. Um, um, it's weird. They're all from Russia. It's funny how these fascist pricks need so much help from the America-hating, democracy-loathing enemies of, uh, of America, right? They get so much help from them, and they, they eagerly take it. And wasn't it great today, listening to Joe Biden, finally, call that monster out. Call him the loser that he is. 
the sore loser who doesn't have any interest in democracy, who's not capable, who's not mature enough, he is a, a, a sociopath, a narcissist, that's just not compatible with democracy. Because it's about e pluribus unum and the general welfare. And he's such a dumbass that he doesn't realize it. This is the thing. He, you better believe he doesn't understand anything about this country, about the governing of this country. He does not understand that he's not a friggin' king. That's why he liked to hold up his executive orders like, you know, I'm the king. Scumbag. What a scum. And everybody who... I mean, I'm just having another moment here. All of the people who who support him, that's the worst of it all, really, because he is what he is. He's a scumbag, right? And, and that's an insult to scumbags, really. I, I have to... Well, we, we went through this conversation before about what, what do we call him, and I think we settled on the scum on the cancer on the scum on the cancer on the scum because I think we should do five times more but because what do you what do you say how do you call what what do you call him to call him a scumbag is to honor him because scumbags are are needed Right? You got to put your scum somewhere. Where are you going to put it? You're not going to put it in a in a jar in the in the fridge. You're going to you need your scum bag to throw out the scum. So it serves a utilitarian utilitarian purpose. What conversely, what does a Trump what what purpose does that scum on the cancer on the scum on the cancer on the scum? serve nothing in fact not and worse it's worse than nothing this is what's wrong with republicans that's why they're they're evil because it's actually worse than nothing if they did nothing that would be a step up but they're actively destroying democracy and you know they're not gonna let it up guys even today on this day, of course, all over, I was watching Fox News periodically. I wanted to see how they were covering it. Of course, they're primarily ignoring it, according to Media Matters. Let me see. Media Matters is saying that OAN, that cesspool that they used this day, to double down on the coup and uh, Fox News is busy pretending it never happened. Written by John Whitehouse on Media Matters, let's be clear from the jump. The pretext for the January 6th attacks were the incessant lies that the 2020 presidential election was rigged. That talk came from not just that asshole, Trump, but his allies, including Fox News. A year later, when President Joe Biden blasted the former president for refusing to accept the election results, Fox straight news personalities like Brett Baer and Dana Perino complained that Biden was being mean. 
He's just being a meanie to that poor, poor, put-upon person who some people call the scum on the cancer on the scum on the cancer on the scum. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. You know what I thought would be fun right now? Maybe we could do this tomorrow. I don't know. I wanted to look up that that Trump movie and read the reviews. Sometimes I do that just to take the temperature of, you know, my fellow humans. Trump prophecy. Because I, when I stumbled upon this, on this thing, this Trump prophecy that ex- I don't know it even existed. I just briefly perused some of the comments. Where is it? In like Rotten Tomatoes. Let me see. And some of the people were like, I don't really like Trump, you know, like, I don't like his, uh, his um, personality. And, but I got to tell you, he has done more for this country than every other president that ever, ever lived. I, I'm not kidding. That's, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that, that's a real review. What has he done? That's, that's the other thing. He did nothing, asshole, except kill up to eight. Now it's over 800,000 Americans and counting, making us the COVID capital of Earth. That's what he did. And he, when he was handed the throne, despite receiving fewer votes and colluding with anti-American dictators, scumbag, when he was handed the, wait, 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 wait. It doesn't matter. He received fewer votes, these pricks. But anyway, where is this? Where is the... I may not be a big fan of Trump as as a man. But he sure is the best. What else did he do? He, he, he walked into a, a country. He was handed the throne, like I was saying, of, uh, of a country that 30 years ago was the most upwardly mobile. Now it was the least... 30 years ago, we had the slightest income gap between rich and poor. Now we have the widest. Well, and he took that landscape and he said, you know what this country needs? This kiss-up, kick-down, I got mine, sucks to be you, place where people can't go to a doctor or save $400. We, you know, we need more money in the hands of the rich. And that's what he did. He funneled more money into the pockets of himself and people who will never spend it in a million lifetimes while the American people fight for the scraps. It's really disgusting. The Trump prophecy. Let me see. Rotten tomatoes. Let's read some of these. If this movie was designed to convince non-believers that Trump is God's selection, 
the paper-thin storytelling won't tell the trick or do the trick. Who cares? But this is what they do? What? Don't they have any, any dignity? You know, that's the other thing that is required to function in a democracy. Dignity. You know? Decency. Dignity. Don't you have any dignity, Lindsey Graham? Do you have any dignity left in there? I don't think so. I mean, it's so sick. They, they compete to be the most obsequious lickspittle. Who can be the most obsequious lickspittle of a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man with a fake university and a fake vitamin scam and a history of sexual assault? Anyone? And these sick fascists, you know, they can't, they can't get enough. Don't they have any dignity? No. Well, we know they don't. They have no integrity. That's for sure. Because if they did, well, if Amy Coney Barrett had dignity, uh, had dignity and integrity, if she was fit, she would have said, "No, thanks. I'm not. I'm not participating in this violation of norms." You know, because that's dangerous. Once you start violating norms, once you start playing, um, you know, manipulating the rules to suit your power-hungry, greed-centered agenda, democracy's done. And um, as somebody who loves the Constitution and democracy, I'm just pretending that's coming out of Amy Coney Barrett's mouth. Please. They don't care. That's the other thing. And I hope, I really do wish that Democrats would talk about that. Bring that to the people. You know, stop. Why, why, when do we just lay down? When does that happen? It just—it seems like it happens instantaneously. As soon as the Republican dirty trick is successful, the Democrats just say, oh, well, they got us there. We'll have to abide by the ruling of uh, the drunken frat boy and Amy Coney bitch Barrett and uh, Neil Gorsuch, who all without honor, all people without honor and integrity, all people who don't give a shit about democracy as their, as their antics show us, if they cared. Really, you don't have to participate in the coup. Just because you get invited to the coup don't mean you got to show up. Amy Coney Barrett, bitch face, I hate her. Legally and peacefully. But isn't it embarrassing? When I was reading some of these reviews from this Trump prophecy, I just was like, I'm embarrassed for them. Okay, here, here's a couple of them. <laughs> what a great Christian movie about a fireman who retired and saw visions about Trump being our next president. Okay. It, also highlighted how Trump said, we are one nation under God, and how he is indeed a man of God. This is a, this is a real review? Does somebody, it sounds like she, this woman's having a stroke. He is a man of God who was chosen for this day and age where many changes are imminent. Yet, 
may not apply to God's laws, you know? And that's what this thing is, right? It's God, it's all God's law. Fucking people. Did I, did I say, um, have I mentioned that Republicans are incapable of functioning in a democracy? That not only do they hate America, they're confused by it? Case in point, here's exhibit a million. Um, a million section B. He even attended the late great evel evangelical Billy Graham's funeral. She's explanation point, explanation point. Can you believe it? We, that's because a sucker is born every minute, Kimberly. And Trumpanzees are living proof. All you gotta do is say, you know, the Bible is, uh, it's the greatest book that ever, uh, it's a very special book. Got any favorite passages? Oh, it's very personal to me. It's, but all I have to say, I, I you know, I say uh, the art of the deal, uh, I say it's my second favorite book. And uh, the number one is the Bible, you know, because it's very special, very, very special. I, I, listening to him makes your IQ go down about, well, to his level, I guess. The Bible is very special. Very, very special. He even went to Billy Graham's funeral. Isn't that because maybe he needed the votes of your dumbass constituency of uh, dumbasses, the Confederacy of Dunces? known as the evangelical Christian, right? <sighs> and Trump mentions God in all his speeches because, you know, this is a theocracy? You fucking moron, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you two. I take it back. The movie at the end has some surprises on what the meaning of Trump's speech to make America great again is, and he refers to the forefathers. So in the movie, they're comparing Trump to the founders of the country. Okay, great. Even the history of the Titanic, when it sank, they sang, Nearer my God to thee. This woman needs... She just needs to calm down. We have not had a president who truly believed in God since Ronald Reagan. And finally, whom I am sure is in heaven now. No, I don't think so. I think he's burning in hell for ignoring the AIDS crisis and committing treason, negotiating behind the back of the sitting president to, for the Iranians to keep our fellow Americans hostage because it would it was working for for Reagan and then they he promised to sell them arms you know so they could uh, you know make the make the Taliban great again right isn't Reagan the guy that compared the Taliban to the founding fathers yep and also <laughs> when the Republicans conspired on the night of Barack Obama's inauguration to block everything that he did 
to cause pain, well, to, to deliberately cause pain to the American people for political game. Um, oh shit, hold on. The Republicans. Ah! I'm having a. Sorry, guys. You understand. If you're a watcher or hanger outer of the show, you get it. <laughs> there are many bumps in the road of tower busters. All right. We have not had a president who truly believed in God since Ronald Reagan, who I'm sure is in heaven. When everyone got together to pray for our leadership, it proved that prayer works. And God does answer prayers. After all, God created the universe. All right. He could do anything. I have only one thing to say here. This is another review. Isaiah 8, 11. The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else. He said in Ezekiel, because they have led my people astray, saying peace when there is no peace. This might be a negative review against Trump using the Bible. That, that annoys me, whatever. It happens when I'm listening. Sometimes, you know, listening to Tom Hartman and people will call in and they'll, they'll start discussing the Bible as if it has any relevance. I guess it does, even though it shouldn't. They'll start saying that Republicans are violating, you know, everything that Jesus ever said. Of course they are. Hmm. I waited and waited and was so disappointed when a titled movie about an important person was never shown but barely only once and maybe twice. Oh, this guy is not happy that they, they didn't show Trump enough for him. He wanted to uh, masturbate. The very subject the movie was based on, the man anointed by God, was snubbed omitted and underappreciated this is a real review people shame on the writers and the producers and anyone who had a part in developing this movie they fell short letting the politics of fear uh, uh, of the trump haters like anybody who has any semblance of humanity is going to watch this movie i mean i would watch it just to hate watch it and laugh at how, how much it sucks and how much and 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 i would scream to the heavens and lament why i share the same air with morons who actually think this who actually think that trump is a great president he's not even a good person how can he be a great president he's not morons Oh, he made you feel good when he said no Muslims, right? Because you hate brown people and people are not like you. That's why you can't handle democracy. You can't handle it. You can't handle multiracial democracy. You just can't. It's the reason we don't have health care. It's the reason we're, <laughs> we're fighting a fascist coup. It's the reason the United States is really... Uh, the laughingstock of Earth right now, and, and the COVID capital of Earth. I don't, I'm not sure if it's a laughingstock. It's sort of, I think that people are watching and they are alarmed. Well, we know there was, where was this? 
we just saw this article where some a Canadian wrote an article about what are we going to do, fellow Canadians, because, well, if the United States falls into fascism. Isn't that alarming? Canadian political scientist warns of Trump's threat to American democracy and possible effect on, on Canada. <sighs> the U.S. could be under a right-wing dictatorship by 2030, a Canadian political science professor has warned, urging his country to protect itself against the collapse of American democracy. Now, what do we do if that happens? What do we do? If they're allowed to get away with rigging the vote, what, what, what they're doing all across from sea to shining sea, changing laws so that they have final say over whatever, over the vote. Voting is just an exercise in, uh, in futility. That's what they're doing. Just like in Iraq, remember? When, oh, look, my finger, I voted. Well... That was after we destroyed the place. But before, they they had voting. <laughs> Funny, though, um, Saddam Hussein would sweep, like, with 90% of the vote. I, they didn't want to go full 100% because that would be ridiculous. Who would believe it? No, they would. So, yeah, we should be alarmed. And I hope, I hope we are. I know I am. That's probably why I have fibromyalgia. I have this thing I can't even pronounce. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. Here's a four-star review from Andrew Pop a year ago. So, a year ago. This is, I don't know if it was before January 6th. Wait, wait, wait. Here's what he writes. I totally believe that this is legit. I'm serious. Trump is a good man and is completely innocent of the horrible lies that the devil is spreading. Oh my God. Help. It is proven. Now, during this coronavirus, we need to join and defeat this thing. Instead, people blame Trump for things that he never did and also call him a racist just because he was aware that the coronavirus came from Wuhan what the and wanted to stop travel from China oh you're an ass the asininity people hated him for trying but now they realize their mistake I'm not kidding this is a fucking review. Somebody wrote this. Wait, let me show you. Look, see? There it is. Now, he's just being picked on. People hated him for trying. He didn't try shit, asshole. He lied, you dumb an idiot. Jesus Christ. What do you do? I mean, when do we have enough of the stupidity? God. Where is it? Where am I here? In fact, he is one of the only leaders 
in the world, all caps, to actually try to do something about this coronavirus so that it won't escape China. You're an asshole. Um, you're a liar. I mean, well, you believe the lies of a con man. Don't take those Trump Network vitamins. They were never FDA approved. God knows what the hell F you're taking. It's like buying um, medicine from China, really. You, you want to take your lead pills? I mean, that's what they're doing. It's like, that's Trump Network vitamins. I mean, really, who, who votes for um, a con man with a fake university, a fake multi-level marketing vitamin scam, a uh, litany of serial bankruptcies, who, who who votes for this fucking guy? Because he played a successful billionaire. He Well, not even billionaire. He played it on reality television. That's how dumb. This is what happens when you allow dum-dums and the minority. That's They are a minority. Why am I saying it like that? Minority? I don't know. <laughs> minority. It's like M apostrophe minority minority so let's see people hated him for trying and now they realize their mistake oh we're so i'm maya culpa really you know with obama no one ever hated him that bad oh really the thing is um they're so delusional and this both sides shit is is epidemic like when Ted Cruz said, talking to talking about oh, Biden, that if the Republicans get power, oh, what comes around goes around. How they're 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 basically saying they're going to impeach him, because that's what Republicans do. They are fascists, and I'm all for impeachment. I mean, if Joe Biden uses taxpayer money to strong arm um, a Democratic country to announce an, a, an investigation on a, a political rival, I will say impeach him. If he takes, um, if he colludes with our enemies, impeach his ass, okay? But you see what Republicans have done. They have, they're the, they have politicized everything. And I'm telling you, before uh, FDR's body was cold, these Republicans were looking for their FDR. They needed some dupe, somebody to uh, appeal to the dumbasses, and um, they found that in Ronald Reagan. They, you know, that's why, even though he sucked, and we can trace the decline of the American dream right to his doorstep, and on and on, committing treason, being a disgusting uh, homophobe that ignores a, a health crisis because you don't, you know, it's primarily affecting people you don't like. That's Republicans. You don't see Democrats doing that. For all the criticism we have, and we do, you don't see Democrats doing that. You don't, you don't see them targeting their political rivals no, we, we, you know, for using the power of the state to target, um, you know, 
Wait, hold on. Here we go. Wait, wait. The devil is targeting. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. I can't. I can't believe this. You know, with Obama, no one ever hated him that bad. But with Trump, gosh, they hate him so much. The devil is targeting a Christian man just to get him out of office. The devil works tr through anti-Trumpists and through the corrupt leaders like, get ready, Bernie, who would convert us to communism. Oh, and who, what do you want to guess this guy's on? All kinds of socialist security disability. You know, this is Republicans. They want all the benefits of civilization and they're very confused and easily manipulated. So they, anything that helps the working class, they are propagandized to believe that's tyranny. You know, if um, the government, we the people, setting the rules of the game, that's, that's all it is. And maybe it's about time the working class, you know, gets a little share of the profits their labor makes possible. These idiots call it communism, just like the conservative elite in Nazi Germany. Same thing. This is the same mentality. We, and we know that. The fact is, they don't know it. They can't recognize it because they're in it. They are so fascist that they don't realize it, and they can't help themselves. That's why they pledge allegiance to a flag that was at the Capitol riot, right? Just like the Nazis did when they had their beer hall putsch that was unsuccessful. Their first violent coup. What this was what's going on here? The Nazis tried it. They tried the violent coup avenue, and then they tried the um, you know destroying it from within. What? Hello. That's what the Republicans are doing. We know as soon as John Roberts declared racism over in America and, and destroyed the pre-clearance provision in the Voting Rights Act, even though nobody asked him to, even though it's, no one was complaining about it and it would be renewed with uh, unanimous support. It was never a controversial thing. And John Roberts was doing his part for the oligarchy, for the fascist elite, the corp, you know, these corporatists. They don't like, they didn't like it because it's getting too d democratic, this pesky democracy. It's too much, too much freedom, too much democracy. They, we got to divide and conquer these assholes. So, but Satan failed, amen, again with Obama. He was suspected to be practicing Islam. Wow, you know, and that's the thing with Republicans. We don't, we can never advance, we can't progress because we're constantly being held back by these albatrosses, these ball and chains. We could, we, we, we could be talking about so many other things, right? Just in general. We could be discussing how to make a more perfect union. Instead, we must constantly waste our air 
on the same shit. No matter how many times you say it or debunk it and prove it and show them and blah, 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 they will never, ever accept it. Facts have a liberal bias. These people are racist inherently. That makes them easily manipulated. It comes down to their low uh, effort thinking, low IQ, you know, dummies, dum-dums. And that makes them susceptible to um, racism. I mean, and it's, studies have been done. Stupid people are racist. Well, racists and racists are stupid. Because you got to be stupid to be a racist. You really do. And it's not just an opinion. It's a scientifically verified fact that people who have low IQs are, they gravitate towards, and are racist, gravitate towards conservative ideology. So people hate him more than they hate our country's enemies. Now, honey, you love our country's enemies more than you love America and everybody in it. In fact, they love our enemies. What enemies are you talking about? Putin? Erdogan? No, no, honey, they're all yours. They're your Kim Jong-un? That's all you. In fact, they love our enemies, even though the devil, where is it, put obstacles in Trump's way, God will give Donald J. Trump the strength to finish all the good he has done. I, what? What? What good? What good? Oh, he he hurt the people. He mean he should be hurting or something like that, right? He hurt he hurt the people you don't like. Is that it? <sighs> Jesus Christ! But Satan failed. Amen. Again with Obama. He was suspected to be practicing Islam, secretly giving the terrorists weapons. This is a window into the manias of the American Nazi party. Giving what? But the people loved him. Trump, on the other hand, is a good Christian man who is trying to fix the country. Fix it, all right. Yeah, he wants to fix it, all right. Fix it real good. Fix it so no one can ever unfix it ever again. Oh, yeah, the fix is certainly in, these fuckers. Jesus Christ. People hate him more than they hate our enemies. In fact, they love our enemies. The quality and acting of this movie are not good. But the good message is the prophecy that this president will make our country great again. This movie will receive lots of negative comments from the devil's people, but nothing can stop the work of God. Nothing can stop God from doing good through Trump. Amen. That's a real, that's a real review. Real one, right? Real reviews here, everybody. Somebody writes, come on, people, are you really that naive? Yes. 
This man who supposedly had a prophecy about Trump winning the election got everyone to pray for it to happen. It's ridiculous. First of all, the man who had PTSD saw the devil in a crack house standing above a boy that was killed due to a house fire. Remember the devil here, okay? As this man's PTSD dreams continue, he is frequented by the demon many times over the course of four years. One night after having been visited by the demon, he sees a ball of white light and then goes and watches TV and writes about his experience. And while he's writing, he watches the news and he believes that God spoke to him, that Trump is the next president. And he and his therapist's wife start a prayer chain across America and Israel for Trump to win. (laughs) Oh my God, I hate them. This is like wild. Do, do stupid people live anywhere else but here? I, I really do feel like we are just kind of being greedy here with all, the, with all of the stupid. Can't, can't we spread it around a little? Mm. Here's another five-star review. The five stars are the best. It was a great movie. I believe it was put out at the right time. That's what Stormy Daniel said, right? No one would ever have accepted it if it was put out when the dim leader was running. Now, during the pandemic, I'm seeing more people turn to God and watch Trump. Watch what Trump does instead of totally hating him. We believe in national prayer, and I believe that this fireman received a revelation from God. It's a movie, honey. It's a movie. Not a documentary. Thank you for sharing these these revelations. Pray for our president and our nation and the world. Isn't she a fine specimen? I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. However, I am fully convinced that Trump was voted in and Biden was not. Why? because the Western media cabal is trying hard to convince us otherwise. Trump is good for bad comedians. Like this one, I guess, right? One, I'm not that bad. When one man is insulted and berated to such a degree that you cannot change the channel without hearing the same joke about one man, it can only mean that he is powerful and the world's leaders see him as a threat. (laughs) No, they see him as a joke. And a marker of just how fallen we, how low we've fallen. That's what, yeah, wow. These people don't get out much. That's the thing. They, I, I probably can rest assured that this guy in particular Probably doesn't leave his house much. Or uh, go out, travel, think about other people, think about different, you know, the world. I don't know. Intellectual curiosity. Weird. And he writes, without hearing the same joke. Okay, yeah. And what's the worst thing he's ever done? Gee. 
because and he writes percent 90 instead of 90 percent okay whatever he might be dyslexic of the of the accusations pointed at this man are about taxes property tax evasion underhanded money dealings that's literally the everyday life of every single rich business genius <laughs> which i uh, honey trump is not is not a rich business genius is a serial bankrupt with a fake university, a fake vitamin scam, a fake failed game, a fake failed shuttle to DC, a fake failed whatever. I on and on. Every pick one. Uh, magazine. What else? All of the failures. Oh, whatever. We don't have to go into it. Hmm. If I gotta read this shit, you gotta read it too. I'm not reading this shit by myself. Uh-oh, here comes trouble. Here he comes. Come on up, babe. You coming up? Oh, he's just gonna sit there and stare. Boom, here he is. Jared Jr. Jr., everybody. Oh, say hello. Say hello. Come on, say hello. All right. Let's see. This movie didn't come close to showing the trumpetude. <laughs> that is our greatest prophet. By the grace of God, may, be he, may he be elected for a third term. Oh, you bitch. You dumb dumb. Because we all know he won Arizona. Hillary challenged or changed the results with her pizza SD card. What? Is this some conspiracy I don't know about? With her pizza as pizza, you know, pizza SD. This movie inspired me to take a tour of the Capitol on January 6th. Wink, wink. Oh, you're a traitor. Oh, who's this guy? Robert. Well, they're all traitors. Robert Rastiff. Hey, buddy. What's that about? See, he's very abusive, this cat. If I stop petting him, he gets very mad. See? <laughs> Come on. See? He's like, pet me, you bastard. Or I'll bite you. Where are you guys? But I'll be is this is this like too much for everybody? Reading these It's unreal. Where are you guys? Oh thank you. Let me see. Um thank you Stephen Lee for your super chat. E Pluribazunum. Thank you, Jim, for the haiku tip jar. Thank you, Haiku doing d double duty in the chat room and thank you Stephen Lee again what do you call a Disney princess that supports Donald Trump <laughs> snow white supremacist <laughs> that's a good one I like that mm -mm -mm. I just want to see oh, oh let me see what you guys are saying Obama taught Dems that bipartisanship was more important than people or the future. That's right. 
Now Christian fascists are doing a rolling coup and the Dems are going high, right? When they go low, we go high. No, honey. Oh, remember when, who said that? When they go low, we kick them? <laughs> oh, that was, uh, when, and then the Republicans were like, violence. The Democrats are threatening violence. Even though they could set off a nuclear freaking explosion. They could bring pipe bombs to D.C. on January 6th. And, you know, damn, it's the Dems, both sides, the violence. Oh, isn't that something that Merrick Garland said when he spoke? And come on, man. Get rid of him. Give me a break. So he spoke the day before President Biden and, and uh, VP Harris spoke. And in his speech, he, met, he referenced something about political violence is wrong, whether it's on the left or the right. Who the, give me a break here. Really. Show, show me where the left storms the Capitol or, or brings uh, M-16s to the Capitol and ransacks the joint. Show me. Show me the pipe bombs, the zip ties, the bear spray, the cattle prods. You know? Oh, and that's the other thing. The, the whataboutism all day. That's the way the Republicans are dealing with their, the fact that they're fascist traitors and can't help it. They really can't help it. You see, because it's who they are. It's sort of like, I can't help it either. I can't help giving a shit about other human beings. I can't help it. I can't help wanting to actualize the f promises in our founding documents. I, I can't help that. I can't help, you know, having the ability to function in a democracy. You know, they can't help it either. They can't help being fascists, I suppose. I mean, it's in them. It's something that they, they just were born with it. That's who they are. Something's wrong with them. They're sick. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Getz, um, Matt Getz, his comment is, we are ashamed of nothing. Because, of course, they're not ashamed of, of January 6th. They don't have the capacity for shame. In order to feel shame, you have to have humanity. You have to be capable of having shame, you know, of learning, of growing, of giving a shit about anybody else but yourself, right? Shame is like all, all our emotions. Mother nature inst instilled us with these emotions. We feel shame when we hurt somebody or do something that harms others. You know, we have this sense of shame because we're supposed to live together. That's the way we were created, so we could we could survive by ourselves, but together we can thrive. And we get shame, and that's why we feel we feel your pain. We could, you know, I feel your pain. Other other creatures, they don't have that ability. Not you know, mammals do, but. There are living entities on this planet that, you know, they don't have that part of the brain where they care about others, where they give a shit that you're, you're hurting. 
But Republicans, it doesn't surprise me that Matt Getz would say we are ashamed of nothing because they, they don't have the capacity for shame. They're shameless. All right, enough. You know, all day. I can't take it. What's going on? See this? He's just screaming at me all day. Stop. What is the matter? <laughs> Look, watch. See? Look at this. It's abusive. like he bites he wants he wants me to just keep going like this and I can't I can't do that all day mm, mm, mm. oh wow according to Twitter Piers Morgan and Candace Owens are uh, chatting up about January 6th but the thing that concerns me even though uh, today I was pleasantly surprised and happy to see and hear Joe Biden call these fascists out for the disgusting pricks that they are. Mm -mm -mm. But I wondered how, you know, you know what's happening. The Republicans, they've they disappeared primarily for the most part today. Nobody showed up to the Capitol. They didn't show up to participate. I think Liz Cheney was the only one to participate in the sharing and caring about their experience, talking about what they went through that day, right? So the Republicans didn't show up because they're just biding their time. Do you, really? Really. Um, they're biding their time to when we, um, when they can propagandize their dupes into not giving a shit about it or pretending something is, you know, that something it is not. All right, honey. Listen, let you hear the way he's, what is going on? It's fucking shit. It's like snazzy, not snazzy. He's, he's rude. He's, you know, it reminds me when I was a kid, my mother used to say, you fresh mouth, Terry, you fresh. That's what he reminds me of, fresh mouth. The way he's like, yeah. God. You know, I, I think it's a combination of things. It's Ray. Ray has upset the, the balance of the universe. He's getting a little better about it, but, and the other thing, I think it's his allergy. He has a skin allergy, and I think it's, he's scratching a lot, so it's making him cranky. And he probably, I, and I also think that that's probably why he's having trouble with Ray. I think that he thinks Ray made him scratchy or itchy. So he's associating his, his allergies with Ray, I think. I don't know. This is, I can't ask him. Speculation. <sighs> what do we do? What do we do? Here, this is an article called "January 6th Seceded." I mean, succeeded. Here's what to do next. If the point of the January 6th insurrection was to establish that a significant portion of the country is done with democracy, it succeeded. And this is from Quinton Young in ColoradoNewsLine.com. The attack on the Capitol one year ago 
by violent supporters of that asshole whose lie that the 2020 election was stolen from him was the fuel for the attack and whose extortion, I can't talk, to followers that they marched to the Capitol and fight like hell was the spark. Okay, some leaders excuse the attack or sympathize with the attackers. But the attack horrified most Americans, who were aghast at its violence and shocked that such a breakdown of constitutional order would occur in the United States. And it's an insult to everything, to all of us. I remember watching that and watching these assholes wipe their asses. I wish I well, I wish we had a video of that. They apparently defecated in the hallways. I'm glad that the president mentioned that. And they wiped their asses on the drapes, apparently. I mean, this is, they're vile, vile scumbags. That's how much they hate America. When I watched that, it was insulting. I was outraged. I felt like they were vandalizing our home, you know? That's what, it, it was a complete disgrace. And the, the fact that all of these Republicans were willing to go along with the coup says everything that we need to know. They don't care whether they have a mandate or not. They don't have a mandate. Enough with the tyranny of the minority. They don't have a mandate. And we have to stop allowing them to, to consolidate power despite receiving fewer votes. I mean, what kind of democracy allows the people who don't get the most votes to friggin' change the rules, to get power illegitimately despite receiving fewer votes, and then when once in power, ensure that you could pull the ladder up behind you. It's, just, it's disgusting. Well, of course we're hanging by a thread because the Democrats go along. Oh, well, they won, like Al Gore. While I disagree with the Supreme Court's ruling, I accept it. Now everyone is saying, even Al Gore conceded. Well, if, if, if we didn't allow, I mean, if we stopped the coup in 2000, we wouldn't be here today. All of these turning points that the Republicans, the conservatives, have dragged us to these places kicking and screaming. I mean, despite receiving fewer votes. The American people n didn't vote for them. Didn't vote for this shit. We want to have a country that functions as a democratic republic. We want to have a multiracial democracy. We just want to live in peace. But these pricks and their enablers, like the, the scummy Steve Bannon, the sick scummy Stephen Miller. I mean, all of these horrible, horrible people. They're just horrible. You can't have a great country you, when you can't even have a good, you don't even have a good person in charge. Give me a break here. So, on January 6th, the night of January 6th, um, Stephen Colbert, visibly shaken, said, hey, Republicans who supported this president, have you had enough? The answer is clear 12 months later. That answer is no. Within hours of the Capitol siege, Republicans voted to object to the Electoral College votes from Arizona and Pennsylvania. 
They still went along with the coup. In all, 147 GOP senators joined this disgraceful, or, and representatives, joined this disgraceful show of contempt for democracy. And it was only the first proof that the insurrection, far from chastising the Republicans, was in fact an articulate expression of the party's aims. Exactly. When people show you who they are, believe them. And don't beg them to um, take back their party because this is the goal. This is the, has always been the agenda. Take it back from what? Take it from the fascists and, and ensure that the fascists have it? Take it back. Honey, Nancy, this is it. This is them. Well, Nancy also wants them to be able to insider trade, too. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Assaults on democracy indisputably have had the intended effect. Only one in three Republicans say they trust the that say that they will trust the 2024 election, according to a recent poll. Another recent poll found that 30% of Republicans agree that true American patriots might have to resort to violence in order to save the country. The election losing right decided even before Trump, it cares more about power than democracy. Gerrymandering, especially in the 2020, in 2010, excuse me, and reaffirmed in the latest redistricting processes has undemocratically tilted the electoral scales to the right. Exactly, despite receiving fewer votes. This is an illegitimate coup, just like the Nazis, who never got more than 37% of the vote. Give me a break. Well, doesn't that make sense, though? Because the studies say that 35% of people are authoritarian followers. So it makes sense that 37, you know, that was their baseline. People don't want what, what fascists do. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, yes. The Senate, egregiously undemocratic by its very design, in that one voter from a sparsely populated Wyoming uh, effectively wields about 70 times more influence in the Senate than one voter from California. It's ridiculous. Increasingly favors uh, the interests of white, non-college educa educated voters. Beyond structural flaws, extreme Republican tactics have drained the once proud institution of democracy and saturated it with partisan poison. Oh, yeah, but you know what they're saying right now? Well, Lindsey Graham is saying it, that um, we're right here. Lindsey Graham, Biden's speech was a brazen politicization of January 6th. Yeah, we don't want to politicize this political coup. Lindsey Graham, another one. What do you think future generations will say about Miss Lindsay, hmm? Is he gonna be? Um, is he gonna be a hero to them? Uh -huh, I I doubt it. These people are gonna be reviled from by history, even worse than the normal people of America 
and the world revile them now. You can take that to the bank. Unlike Trump's, um, any business that Trump ever scammed, you can take it to the bank. Well, that's the thing. Well, the bank had to put the asshole on a, on a, they had to put him on an allowance. That's how, what a great businessman he was. Because he wasn't paying his bills. That's why he couldn't get a legitimate bank loan and had to go suckle Putin's taint. It's disgusting. <sighs> so if one, well, Winston says in the chat, so if one in three Republicans think it will be a sham election in 24, then how will the GOP outcome be anything other than pointing at Democrats and screaming they cheated? Of course. Yep. This is it. I hope, this is what I hope, that the American people, I mean, we, of course, the normal people, um, we are, we've been onto this game a long time. We've been onto these fascists. We know who they are. The majority, I don't know, I haven't done a poll myself, but the, it seems to me that many Americans don't pay attention. We know in our own lives how many people say, I don't pay attention to politics. They think that's some kind of badge of honor. I consider that stupid, right? Right? Isn't That's the famous Bertel Brecht, wait, the, the uh, political illiterate. The famous, um, the quote, Bertolt Brecht, the worst illiterate is the political illiterate. He doesn't hear, he doesn't speak, nor participate in political events. He doesn't know that the cost of life, the price of the bean, of the fish, of the flour, of the rent, and of the shoes, and of the medicine, all depend on political decisions. The political illiterate is so stupid that he is proud and swells his chest saying that he hates politics. The imbecile doesn't know that from his political ignorance is born the prostitute, the abandoned child, and the worst thieves of all, the bad politician, corrupted and flunky of the national and multinational companies. Things never change, right? The more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, human nature doesn't change. Humans are humans, and uh, a lot of greedy bastards, a lot of greedy, dumb bastards running around. And, all right. All right, I'm looking at the time. We're going to do a show tomorrow. If For those who don't know or haven't heard we can't do a saturday show going forward for the foreseeable future we'll see how long i don't know but for now our show our regular show is going to be on fridays all right friday night so if you can please become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin if you want to keep this show going and um we're, we're hemorrhaging patrons. I have no idea why. Did I say something? It's very frustrating, you know, but it's okay. It's life. Um, of course I said something. <laughs> That's the show. 
But this is what, anyway, we'll get as Lindsey Graham. They have no shame. Brazen politicization of January 6th. Well, what the? Are you fucking nuts? These people politicize everything. Even, well, today, the first thing, well, when uh, VP Harris spoke, she made a reference that this attack on the Capitol was akin to Pearl Harbor and September 11th. Of course it was. And the right-wingers went nuts. I don't know what's wrong with them. Like, why? What's your vested interest in um, covering for these assholes? Because the thing is, you know that Lindsey Graham knows better. You know it. And you know that Mitch McConnell does. They just don't have any integrity. And because they're so disgusting as humans, they, they, they're going to bring this country down to their level as fast as they can. It's way over their heads otherwise. It's, that's the way it is with them. They, their democracy is way over their heads, so they want to drag us all down. To their to the the system that they're capable of functioning in, which is one where the um, you know straight acting white men are at the top of the heap and the rich, but it's always been that way for the Republicans. That's their agenda. Unfortunately, as we see, I mean, it's just it is kind of weird that Liz Cheney is the one standing up for democracy. So it, it proves that you can be a conservative, if that's what you call her, I don't know, and still want a you know, fair fight in a democracy. Make your case to the people, like Joe Biden said. Make your case, and then we count the votes. Republicans can't do that. That's why they don't, they don't even put out a platform. Their platform is suckling Trump. And I have no idea why. It's, it's bizarre. There are so many opportunities for them to get rid of this con man. But they don't want to, they don't want to, um, they don't, you know, that's what it is. They don't want to upset the morons because they're violent. They're brown shirts. That red hat is the new brown shirt. And we've heard, I heard today, some of representatives on the corporate media saying that privately Republican members of Congress will tell them how much they, they know that Trump is unfit and a fascist and a piece of wasted human DNA. And they don't want to, they, they're afraid to challenge him or say anything because they're getting death threats. Well, you're in the wrong business then. You know, freedom isn't free, suckers. But it's always somebody else that should shed their blood for this thing, right? Because that's what basically they're saying. I'm afraid, so I'm going to help facilitate this anti-democratic coup. Because I'm afraid. I'm getting death threats. I, I might get death threats if I stand up. Well, if you all stood up together, what are they going to do? Right? But they can't do that. Because it's all about selfishness. Individuals, you know, as much as they could 
suck into their rapacious black hole of need Ugh. and greed. Mm-mm. Oh, here. Well, well, we can. Let's see. Looking at the time, we're gonna have a show tomorrow. I just want to show you this. We'll end it here. This is CNN interviewing Trump dupes about January 6th. Attack on the U.S. Capitol. Some people are still deflecting blame from Donald Trump and his supporters, and instead they're embracing conspiracy theories. They are pointing fingers at Democrats and the FBI. CNN's Doni O'Sullivan yeah. is joining us now from We're Washington. Uh, Doni, it's... it's you know, pretty astounding what people Seuss. believe. Yeah, Brianna, ever since the Capitol attack, there has been an effort, a campaign to uh, alter, to warp Americans' understandings of what really happened here in Washington on that day. And in many ways, that disinformation campaign is working. Take a look. January 6th attack was not the Republicans nor Trump. <laughs> it was the Democrats were behind it all. They're the ones that caused it all. Do you really believe that? <laughs> I know it, and there is no way that a Republican would act that way, and there is no way that Trump had anything to do with what happened on January 6th. Wow. Well, what about all the Trump supporters that have been charged and indicted? Honey, you're a lost cause. Because it's all Just Democratic like your ideology. judges and oh, yes, people that were on the take mm -hmm. from the Democrats. Oh, okay. It's been a year since the attack on the U.S. Capitol. And because of disinformation, denial, and diversion, Americans don't have a shared history, a shared understanding yes. of what happened. That's what I say all the time. Not just, he's talking about shared history of what happened on January 6th. We don't have a shared history of this country. Because the Republicans, they don't want it. Imagine hating your country so much that you're afraid to teach it's true history. You're afraid to confront it. That's how much you hate your own country. It's amazing. They think, oh, Republicans, I mean, Democrats hate the country because why? We want everybody to have living wages and not needlessly die without health care. Even that lady who needs help, she needs help. <laughs> I know it. Where'd you? How do you know? Where'd you get your info? Um, uh, we know from fascist propaganda outlets. That's why, you know, this is important. What we're doing here. I know it's my, you know, my dinky little podcast, but it does matter. Here on that day, I think the whole reporting of it is a giant hoax. Wow. We are very peaceful people. So it was a total setup. To me, it was the FBI had set it up. I don't believe that they were Trump supporters that did that. Well, you I, said the whole thing's a setup. You don't really believe that, do you? I do. I do. Because Trump won the election. They, 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 they've proven it over and over and again. The, it's never I ending. really don't think Trump had much to do with it. Uh, Let's go Brandon Hattie. That were supporters Brandon. for him. I hope he gets Somewhere COVID. involved, but I think they were enticed by the FBI. Oh, it's by, the FBI. By, you know, undercover agents. Uh-huh. When I spoke to Trump supporters... Trump is so great that that's what we had to do. We had to make this false flag. 
he, he's, he was doing so much good for Earth by um, sucking up every, every dime he could out of the treasury and giving more money to people who will never spend it in a million lifetimes. I mean, he was doing so much good suckling America's, uh, the enemies of America and, and fulfilling Putin's wish list. He was doing so much good, killing 800,000 people and counting. So much good. Sit down and stop it. Listen, look at me. Get a grip, okay? <laughs> he doesn't want to get a grip. Stop it, Junior. Enough. I gotta take him back to the doctor. Or, how about you wanna go back to North Shore? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here in Washington on January 6th, most were in denial about the results of the 2020 election. Do you accept that Biden won the election? Absolutely not. Uh, Biden did not win this election. On January 6th, we walked with Trump supporters who marched from the White House, where Trump was doing his speech, here to the U.S. Capitol. And as we arrived here, that is when the first security barrier was breached. Oh, yes. At the they time, don't like some that. Trump supporters told me they were happy with what happened here at the Capitol. Are you proud of what happened here today? Absolutely. I think we should have gone on in and yanked the, our senators out by the hair of the head and drug them out and said, no more. <laughs> I'm absolutely uh, stand behind 100% what happened here today. You did kill some people and, you know, that, that, that sure taught them a lesson. You also destroyed the equipment of the um, free and fair press. Because you don't like truth. It has a liberal bias, and you're incapable of functioning in reality, much less democracy, that's for sure. 1,000%. It's terrible how this election was stolen. Federal prosecutors have charged more than 700 people Whoops. connection with the Capitol riots and repeatedly documented the rioters' support for President Trump. But some people in right-wing media have pushed the dangerous idea that it was all an FBI plot. FBI operatives were organizing the That's attack Joseph on Goebbels. the Capitol. There is absolutely America's no evidence Goebbels. whatsoever that this was some kind of false flag event staged by the Democrats or the FBI. What would you say to people who say January 6th was you're, the you're in biggest attack you're, on American democracy since the Civil War? Rubbish. But amid all the denial and deflection, I met one Trump oh, supporter who said one. it was important to be real about what happened you on that, get that day. One in what there, do you right? think of the Trump it's supporters? It's complete batshit nuts. No, honey, that that woman, she's batshit nuts too. To vote for that, I mean, there's something wrong with her. It has to be. It's probably racism, you know. Really, it pretty much always is. From the Capitol. Oh Lord, you talk about mis misfound feelings. Um, Seeing the folks from my side of the state that were there, and they're not the part of the campaign that we would like to have. Do you think some Trump supporters that say it's Antifa, it's Black Lives Matter, that they know that that's bullshit, but they just don't want to admit it's easier to blame someone else? Everyone is afraid to, you know, take the blame. It's that simple. 
And, you know, I think this failure to learn from or even acknowledge what happened uh, on January 6th, along with what we're seeing now, this sort of campaign to get election deniers, to make them election officials, it really doesn't bode well for the upcoming midterms and for, for future elections in this country, Brianna. No, it certainly doesn't. It's an alternative reality that we see you uh, unveiling there. Thank you so much, Tony. Alternative facts. Oh, boy. How much longer, ladies and gentlemen? How much longer are we going to take it? But I, I am um, cautiously somewhat optimistic that maybe, maybe that they've, they've gone too far. I, I might have to eat those words of course they don't they will never realize they've gone too far but i mean for the normal people of the country and those leaning normal you know they more who are susceptible to normal to normal thinking and um, thought patterns that they they see January 6th and the Republican response to it and the continuation of the lies as the assaults on democracy that it is, and that they are alarmed enough to ensure that the Republicans never hold power again. I hope. That's my hope, but more will be revealed because you know what's happening. The Republicans are, they're just biding their time they know this too shall pass. Tomorrow's another news cycle. And the, the big lie is not letting up. But has to happen on the side of democracy, you know, truth, justice, and, and the American way. We have to keep that anger up. I like angry Biden. We need to see more of him. And, um, and don't back down. Stop apologizing for being correct, for being on the right side of history. How will they lash out next time, Winston Smith asks. Um, you know what they're going to do? Their, their terrorism is going to, um, they're going local with it. They're taking over school boards. They're taking over um, local, you know, local elections and whatnot. That's what they're doing. So their sickness is, they're not, they're not going to let up, but that's why we have to be even more determined and forceful and unapologetic. Unapologetic. I mean, we, who has to apologize for being correct? You want to be, um, you know, you want to live in an autocracy? Then get the, go to Turkey. Go. Uh, your, your hero Tucker is there praising a dictator, an anti-democratic dictator who successfully carried out a coup from, you know, like, oh, like you want to do. And that, tell me that Tucker isn't over there because they're preparing the ground for the coup. Of course they are. They're praising, praising um, er Erdogan and vilifying the, his critics. It's, it's amazing. I never thought, I mean, I know that in every Republican chess beats the heart of fascism, but I just never thought that they would let it, just let the freak flag fly so brazenly.
and the reason they these idiots can do it while singing the uh, the national anthem like the Nazis they are is because they're confused. They don't know. They they don't they hate America. They love the the caricature of America because they're like infants and what you know you remember you've you've had, you have kids or you, you know young people when they're young you have to you got to speak on their level that's the republicans that's why they can only say usa usa or if they have a problem they say um you know they'll well, well whatever wait i just got distracted because somebody said something na 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 but they're not, you know, they're just incapable. And they're not, because they don't, they don't have the uh, accurate understanding of what this thing is. They don't, they, 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 like the founding fathers are caricatures. They're not humans to these morons. I mean, it's like you're in second grade history class with them. It perpetually, perpetually. They never grow up. They never mature. You can never get beyond the bullshit second grade history textbook where um, Columbus discovered America in 1492. You can never get in there and, and have a, a actual adult conversation. And they're, so, they're such infants that they don't realize. They don't even realize it. That's it. They, they don't know anything about this country. They, their whatever their um, their definition of it is twisted. They think that a president should be saying, um, talking about his Christianity. This is the, this is the furthest thing from what the founders had in mind. They would be absolutely appalled by that, frankly. You know, in other countries. Politicians are mocked if they're like, God bless us. Because that's your private business. It's not, it's not the public. Um, it's not anybody's public business. Keep your religion out of our government. And other countries are like, that would be um, something that is, that it, that's a, it's detrimental to their campaign. Sure, be a Christian. Do whatever the hell you want. Believe in the flying spaghetti monster. Leave it out of the government. Because the other thing is, they don't get it. They don't know the history of Western civilization. Absolutely not. They don't know any the, the Enlightenment. Are you kidding me? Enlightenment? These pricks are still in the dark. Oh, mamma mia. That's right. Jim says they've also never done any critical self-examination. Yeah. Because that takes a level of maturity. They don't have it. That's why they can only talk about America in these stupid black and white or black or well, to them, it's all white, right? America is the best, the greatest. Well, why? Well, it's so stupid. Because, you know, that's why the Republicans push that whole America's number one, the best. 
because you can't fix perfect. Why would you want to? So when you want to make a more perfect, you're not like, yeah, un-American, communism. It's, it's never communism when, you know, uh, the rich are riding our backs. When, how come it ain't communism? I mean, we're paying, we're paying Amazon, but Amazon doesn't pay the price of admission to drive our roads, to use our court system, to hire employees that can read thanks to our public education system. We're in this together. They don't get it. And they don't, they certainly don't understand that it is, it's because of their moral failings, their inherent racism, their inherent intellectual incuriosity that makes them so susceptible to these anti-democratic coups. That's why they attack public education, because they don't want us to have a common story. They want their uh, there to be a bunch of assholes homeschooling and, t and talking about Jesus riding a dinosaur and building a Noah's Ark. You know, I mean, it's, a, it's a stupid. That country, would a country like that ever go to the moon, right? They can't do things, um, you know, because you're living in, in uh, you know, this demon-haunted world of, that you thought you left behind. Oh, brother. All right, guys. Thank you, Traverse J, for your super chat. I appreciate it. Very, very much so. And everybody else. I appreciate you all for hanging out, for hanging out in the chat room, for, for your patronage, for your support, for sharing the show with your friends, for getting the word out to... You know, understand that, uh, to have others understand, I should say, that we are the, the patriots. That this thing is a progressive experiment. It's not conservative and, God damn it, we, we have to fight for it. What other choice do we have at this point? Look at all the scumbag. I mean, aren't these, these people are horrible. They're just horrible. All right, all right. Listen up, guys. Are you going to come back tomorrow? Because we will be here. Same time, around 7 or 8 or so. <laughs> In that vicinity. And, oh, thank you. <laughs> Paradu says, you're a great American tower. Thank you. Thank you. You are. You guys are. Mark C. is a great American. Paradu. Great American. Terry Taylor, great American. Winston Smith, great American. J uh, Jim, of course. The, he's probably the best American. Stephen Lee, great American. Terry Taylor, I mean, haiku. Uh, not to just roll over Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor is a great American. Haiku is a great American. Great human, too. We're all great humans. Steve is a great American. Winston, great American. Pookie's Mama Irene, great American. I even think uh, JD is a great American. Even though he's in England. Uh, where I wish I was. Oh, hi, Greg. I see Greg. 
Greg is a great American. Richard W. I don't want to miss anybody. John, you are a great American, John Fowler. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Because, you know what? It's being a great American, it's not hard. You know how? You are, you're just a great human being. That's all. That's what makes America great. And that's what makes any, but anything great, any country great. We're in this together. You know, we are, we don't leave people behind. That's the other thing. We have to push that. I know, what's Russia doing here? It's crazy. Fuki's mama Irene asked, cause yeah, we have, uh, we have some Russian trolls that hit this, hit this podcast. And I guess I should be honored. It's pretty good. They're coming at me. Just don't poison my my coffee, all right? All right, guys. Listen up, my friends. We got more to talk about. We always will. And we get together to get through this time. And hopefully, I call it the last days of the American Republic. Well, that's... It hangs in the balance, so... We have a lot of work to do. And I want to thank you for getting me through these days and these very tough days uh, in the past. Oh, God, I don't even know what I would do without you during this pandemic. It's kept me sane and motivated. Oh, hi, Stephanie. You're a great American. Stephanie says, howdy. I'm late to the party, but that's okay. You're a great American. But, Stephanie, we're um, wrapping it up right now i'm sorry but we will be back tomorrow at around 7:38. what do you think hit the notification bell if you if you're available and you could you'll be alerted when we go live and you can hang out i mean this is it is a show but it is also a bunch of people hanging out too all right talking about you know making a more perfect union <laughs> I like that emoji Jim little cat in the box where's my cats okay Terry love you too Winston you're a great American thank you all we're all great Americans and guess what we will win Mm-hmm. Because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. You know it. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out. Be safe. Be cool. Be great Americans. And I'll see you tomorrow night.